Hey, welcome to Founders of Friends podcast. This is Scott Orn, and today my very special guest is Michael Tannenbaum at Brex. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me. So Brex is a virtual credit card company. I think is the right way to say that. Yeah, I would just say corporate credit card company because we do have physical cards and oh, virtual cards. That's, that's a good point. So we have our. We've actually been seeing Brex really come into our client base at Cruise Consulting over the last. God, probably a year, maybe, but it's really accelerated in the last like three or four months. Good. Um, yeah, it's good for you. You guys mm-hmm. are doing really well, and we actually really like like the service, so we wanted to have you on. So this is this is something that's made our life easier, our clients' life easier. It's really great. So maybe you can start off just by telling the story. Like, how did you? Sure. How did you identify the problem? How did you join the company? Like, what's the background there? Yeah. So my background is before Brex, I worked at a company called SoFi. Uh, which was that's a Lacroix. We're drinking Lacroix. Which folks. is standard. don't get too excited. Oh, I saw that they maybe have cockroaches or something. Something recently I read. We've been giving it to our babies. So I hope. I think not. it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I, really? Yeah. I, I used to she say, loves it. She I used to say I could have an IV of it. You could just. But anyway, I drink about an eight pack a day or yeah, whatever. Me too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I I worked at a company called SoFi. I, I was I started actually in the capital markets group. I became the VP of finance. And there I managed the corporate card and then later I, I, was, uh, I ran the mortgage business and then was the chief revenue officer. So I saw a bunch of different jobs and I saw kind of, I never thought too much about corporate cards. I thought most about it when I was the VP of finance because I was the actual owner yeah. of the cards. And for people who've worked at a startup, especially a fast growing one before, they know that cards are frequently the way that people use to get around finance. So people love to... If they need to do something quickly, they just oh I'll just put it on the card and you know I'll let I'll let accounting deal with it later. And they forget about it and they didn't have to maybe do an expense report or right. something like that. And no one can remember what that five hundred dollars was later and it just kinda of goes into the ether. Right. And so we saw this at SoFi for sure, where people, you know, we'd say there's a budget for especially marketing, and which is funny is now I actually manage marketing as well, and so I'm kinda of on both sides of the table. Whereas people would just particularly marketing, they would go around finance and you know do what they did on spending on AdWords, whatever, and then sort of say, oh, sorry, and we we, we put it on the card, so you kind of get around the approval flow. Yeah. And then so when I met Enrique, who is the CEO and founder of Brex, and he told me about this idea, I was really attracted to the business one because I I knew I understood the use case. I knew that managing a corporate card was a little bit of a mess because I, I had been that yeah. decision maker. And I also knew that with corporate cards, you have, it's not something, it kind of in some ways reminded me of what we did at, with student loans at SoFi. Student loans were kind of all the same for everyone. It's sort of how I felt about corporate cards. Like they're all kind of the same. Like you could use SVB, you could use American Express, whatever, yeah. you're not getting anything out of them. Yeah. We didn't care about the rewards really because we were big. I have some very strong opinions on this. So keep going. Okay, this good. is great. Yeah, yeah, so it was just like, they're all the same. And then when SoFi came out with student loan, it was like, ours was different. And then when we came out with this corporate card, it's actually different. Yeah. And so when he talked to me about that, it really resonated. Yeah. Like you see, I think financial products especially, they all look kind of, people tend to compare them on price or things like that. And they don't like the credit cards or student loans. But when something comes to market that's like so much easier for you guys, like I cannot even tell you how many times we have to we get locked out of American Express or Chase or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And like, just from an accounting perspective, we can't even do the freaking books because we can't get access to the freaking credit card. And their customer support's terrible, and you guys came to market with something that's so much easier to provision and get it going and get in the cookbooks. That's like, that's that's amazing. Like you have, 
I think your accounting channel is actually probably one of your strongest advocates. Like we it love is, it. Yeah. Like we're telling people to use you guys now. Well, thank you for doing yeah, that. Yeah. And um, we, I think the other thing that's interesting about the business model and I, why I was interested is because credit cards can make money and give the product away for free because of interchange. Mm -hmm. And so we don't, for example, you know, merchants- Maybe explain what interchange is. Yeah, so when you charge $100 at Starbucks on a Brex card, Starbucks actually only gets $97. And of that $3, it's split between us, Visa Network, and the acquirer that accepts the payments on behalf of Starbucks. Yeah. And so because of that, we don't actually have to charge to make money on our product, um, which I think I, when you're, when you can give away a product for free and still make money, relatively unique and I, I yeah. like that about Brex yeah. and um, you're also you can use software which has no marginal cost to sort of as you just talked about provide all this value and it doesn't cost anything for us to do that it's amazing it is a very friendly business it's actually kind of why credit card companies have always been able to give like really great rewards right because like the the gross the margin on the interchange right. is like super high right and so that's that's always been the case. Yeah, and rewards is interesting. It's it's an area that we spend a lot of time on. When I think we're we're going to be launching uh, rewards formally this later this month. So you know in in late October, um, we, we're kind of in beta right now. And I think with rewards, it's the only way that credit cards have ever competed. Everything else is just it's all the same. It's a total commodity. And so yeah. rewards has sort of morphed into this version of price. Yeah. And so. Brax actually took a pretty different approach on that one as yeah. well. Maybe t talk about your rewards. Cause, yeah, there's two components. Because we've talked about this before. Because right. actually, our, our what we kind of see is, that's probably still the biggest barrier to using you guys mm -hmm. amongst our client base. Because a lot of CEOs, like they're the ones who are benefiting from the points that are right. racked up by the credit cards. And most of the CEOs are like taking under market salaries and things like totally. that. And so... Being able to stay in a nice hotel or get a plane flight is actually very helpful to them and they like that. You guys actually have a pretty cool reward program. Right, and it's about to get cooler. But to your first point, I think that's totally, I mean, as you know, being here, first of all, being a startup yourself at some point and being in and around startups, we just went through this. But when you're starting a company, it's actually not that sexy and it's quite grim. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of cheap hotels and flying to meetings and not even sure if the people are gonna take the meeting because you're nothing. And yeah. so the little small luxuries that rewards can offer, I think do matter. Yeah, it's almost like psychological. Right, know? it's like, well, wouldn't it be nice to just like use my points and actually yeah. do something nice yeah. for a change? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely have been there. And so I think what we have, our rewards program has two components. One it, that we're adding is this concept of accrual-based rewards that, you know, based on what you spend, you get multiplier, you, which oh. you get actual points that are based on multipliers. And we have, we actually spent a lot of time going through all the detail on what our companies spend and mm -hmm. track to make sure that that startups in particular would get the most value. Yeah. So we have big multipliers on rideshare, multipliers on software, multipliers on travel and dining. Yeah. And then you can redeem those points, you know, for both cash back and sort of like erase a transaction from your statements so you could use on a nicer hotel or for travel. Yeah. And and you also can redeem them. Um, and but what we also have is, is, is what you're probably more familiar with as the sign up offers. And so we have a, like probably 10 to 15 really top vendors to tech companies. So we have yeah. AWS, WeWork, now Google Ads, and all oh, these. Nice. Yeah. So we have all these 
products that startups use and we offer a lot of software also caviar though instacart so food everyone likes food um so we have offers on those companies and uh, for those companies as well and that's like basically our version of a sign-up offer we have a ceo who uh called us after signing up with you guys because he was so excited because he got to use it against amazon oh good services yeah and they're a bit they're a big like very software processing centric company and so yeah. they have a ton of AWS spend okay. and so he he actually like reached out to, like because we told him to do it and he reached out to us he's like this is amazing the AWS credits oh yeah my I God. love that yeah Good. and yeah. so like that was the culture well, for him I mean look AWS we give 5,000 of AWS credits when you sign up for Brax that is equivalent to $500,000 of spend Right, oh, if you think about oh, spend right, on a credit card on yeah. a credit, and yeah. what you would have to spend on a normal yeah, credit yeah, card yeah. to get five thousand dollars of value. Yeah. So in your standard sort of one percent, um, which is what most credit cards offer on yeah. like sort of rewards. I think it was financial, but also the fact that you understood what you right. spend money on exactly. Right, that's I think the that thing. Was cool. And so one one interesting thing about that related to rewards, for example, is that when you think about the when you get your credit card statement. One of the things that Brex does different is we actually categorize the transactions correctly. Yeah. So software is a, is a good example of that. Most, if you use American Express or Chase or whatever, and you go and buy Dropbox, for example, that's going to show up as electronics because mm. there's no distinction in the card network initially between electronics and software. We made that distinction ourselves since we rebuilt all the Yeah, technology. talk about that because that was part of the pitch I liked. Because I see, I always think in terms of like what I see in QuickBooks and how we characterize right. it in QuickBooks. And so we would just see Dropbox come in and do Dropbox. But you're you're talking about like how it shows up on the statement and exactly. even the, like the network. And the mapping yeah. to QuickBooks yeah. too. Because what, yeah. what the way the networks work is you have these merchant category codes. Yeah. And those are kind of every merchant is categorized according to a code. But this was before Rideshare existed, before you bought software online, before servers were a category, yeah. because you weren't paying for you know for um, computing and storage online, yeah. and so that's all changed. And so we we changed the categories, and by doing that, we can offer multipliers on them because we actually have them. Yeah. So to, to your client's point, and you know exactly what. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we understand the customer, and one accounting implication, without getting too much down the road, is that. Like electronics are actually usually capitalized, like computers, um, software isn't, so. Yeah, and to translate that for the audience, something capitalized, like if you bought an Apple computer, you'd put that on the balance sheet most right. of the time if it was above $2,500 and depreciate it over time. So that's the difference. Like you guys know that Dropbox shouldn't be capitalized. Right, shouldn't so we're, the we're drawing that distinction. The so we yeah. make your job, yeah. you hope, easier. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's actually it. Like, I think you guys can actually cut our time spent reconciling credit cards pretty dramatically. Yeah, so at SoFi, when I was running the credit card and finance, we used to do this routine that was unbelievable. We'd email all the people who had credit cards at the end of the month, hound them, say, you know, give us your receipts, oh tell, categorize these transactions, and of course nobody would. Yeah. And then I'd have to, then they'd ignore my AP team, yeah. and I'd have to get involved, go hound all the people with the cards, say, we're gonna cut them <laughs> off. It was like this whole song and dance every month. I mean, it was, I kind of liked it. Everyone waited for the, yeah, the, I liked the it cut a it off. Bit, Cause I, you know, you have, it's like, one of those small pleasures you have power. Yeah, yeah. But I also, it was also a waste of time. Totally, totally. Wow, so they didn't have like a centralized statement thing or anything? Or they couldn't like... 
The, no, I mean the things. Or was it, it people's personal cards? No, no, it wasn't. It was, but the thing we were thinking we were using American Express at the time. It was personally guaranteed by yeah. our CEO, which is another big difference with Brax. We are That's a great point. Our Let's card, talk about that. yeah. So our card is not personally guaranteed. So you don't need to use your FICO score, your credit score, your social security number, and you don't need to be personally liable with our credit card. Whereas at at SoFi, for example, my old company, um, it was the CEO's personal credit that was backing our card program. And yeah, and we had like a bunch of statements that weren't even split out by user and there was a lot of yeah. PDFs and we yeah. were reconciling. The user said, oh God. It's and a pain. So on that, the, the point about personal guaranteeing is actually a really important one. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so like I and Vanessa still personally guarantee Cruise Consulting's credit cards. Like our Amex program is all on our credit. Like you're exactly yeah. right. And every, now we have the advantage of being like a cash flow profitable company. Right. But most startups are losing money and depend on VC money. And so we all, we literally do the same conversation every time a company's going to get a credit card. It's like, in the, this is before you guys, you'd have a, you'd, you'd pick your poison. You'd either say, look, CEO, you can personally guarantee this credit card with Amex or Chase and get points, but you're personally guaranteeing it. So if the company goes out of business with a balance, you're responsible for it. Or you can do a cash secured credit card Which with like SVB terrible. or something yeah. like that, right? Which basically means put twenty or $30,000 in the bank in a different account that you can never touch and SVB will give you kind of two thirds of that right. as a, as a uh, yeah. credit limit. Which also sucks. It sucks. So it's, it's neither was good. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's so exciting. No, like you right. guys are doing it and you got, I, maybe explain how you do, like you guys use a lot of analytics to underwrite the right. cards. So right? what we do that's different is we, I think when you're familiar, if you, most people have a credit card uh, and if you have a credit card, you're probably familiar. It's sort of a static limit. So they'll say, okay, Scott, you now you're you're have you're approved for this Bank of America card and you have a ten thousand dollar limit and use that limit and check back with us if you need more or we'll check in with you in a year. If you get a raise, we'll give you right. some more. And yeah. so that doesn't work for startups because they grow super quickly, they're spending money, they're raising money, they're losing money, then they're gaining it. And so you need to be able to adapt dynamically. And so we yeah. built a dynamic limit. And so the technology that we have is we look at your bank account balance and say we're going to underwrite based on your bank account and as long as we believe based on the data and analytics that we do that you're going to pay back in 30 days then we can give you the credit and yeah. so that means that we offer higher limits usually it's like 10 20 times higher and uh we also can do it without a personal guarantee yeah i'm as i'm smiling you, you guys can't see me on camera or i'm not on camera but one of our ceos had amex and i swear to god he would effectively prepay the credit card like every two weeks just so that like all their web service spend wouldn't get rejected. Oh, so yeah. he was constantly putting like ten or $15,000. So we'd always have it. It was weird because you'd look at the balance sheet and see a negative balance for the credit cards. Like, a, like it would be a minus in the payables. Right. Which is totally, that should like any accountant will look at that and be like weird. Mm. This doesn't, this yeah. doesn't look right. But what was happening is the CEO was just prepaying his credit card constantly. Yeah. Just to be able to handle the transactions. Right, because start I mean startups, you know, they just the world has today it is not possible to run a company without a credit card. You everything online, yeah. Yeah. all the software, the ads, servers, and then not to mention travel and entertainment. Yeah. You all is, is all card. Yeah. And so people like having limits to run your business is super important. Yeah. And if you're a new company with no operating history, no credit history, no Or maybe like foreign founders right. too, or it's even worse. You're young, you just yeah. graduated from school. 
all those people can't get a card, and so or they can get a card with a very low limit that's meant for a person, not a business. Yeah, that's it. So, so yeah. you guys cracked that nut. That's we really cracked good. that, and then we built up as that. That's sort of why people sign up for Brex, and then they stay for kind of the features that you talked about. Because that's one thing, and we're having a conversation earlier, and it's something when I put the marketing hat on that we tried to be careful about. And you know this because I'm a I'm you know I don't have an accounting background, but I finance have a finance person. background, and my parents are both accountants, and uh, so I grew up with that. I forgot and, about that. Yeah, yeah. they must be so proud. Yeah. I, I hope they are. I don't know. I hope they are. Um, but they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't uh, let me know. If no, we don't really use accounting or like expense management to sell our card. We use this no personal guarantee, instant sign up, higher limits because people don't get excited about know, tracking I expenses. Mean, yeah, yeah. You know, it's well. I think the you're kind of tapping into a problem we have as a business in that oftentimes the founders um, there's there's a segment some of the founders are very uh, conversational in accounting and finance and know how right. to read everything and do they could do their own stuff if they had more time. Right. But there's another segment that like it's like almost like witchcraft what we're doing. It's kind of, <laughs> I would say it's kind of like going to the doctor. Like when I go to the doctor, I'm really relying on that doctor to tell me what's wrong with me and how right. to get better. And I don't have the training to know how to do it. And so it's hard for them to get excited about the, the nuts and bolts of accounting or how it makes their life easier or keeps their bill down. That's right. kind of a thing. That's something they do kind of when we articulate that to them, they do get that. But yeah. they get they understand rewards. They understand no personal guarantee. They exactly. understand ease of setting it up. And exactly. I think there's another feature that you guys provide, in, or maybe it's a use case, which is managing. It's kind of you were kind of talking about this, but like managing the departmental spend. So right, like the limits. allocating certain amounts of money to marketing or R and D or whoever is in that and. So, like using software to provision that, I think right. is, is actually to me it's like a killer app. Like I love that about you guys. Yeah, I think there's definitely to your point. There's a segment of people and there's a stage of a business where that's. And I think that's one of the nice things about Brex is that our features sort of scale as you grow. Yeah. If you're four people in a room, which we were, you know, about two years ago. We weren't too worried about what marketing was doing. We were all everything, right? You overheard so, what marketing was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we were marketing, yeah. right? We were tech. We were everything. Um, and then as you grow, you sort of want these things. And so we try not to be so prescriptive to say, like, if you use Brex, this is how you have to live your life. For example, we integrate with Expensify, or you can use just us the way you want. Yeah. We, you know, we work with third-party uh, accounting firms like yourself, and we yeah. support you know, user access that way, or if you're, as you said, a highly detail-oriented founder and you happen to have an accounting background, you know, we integrate directly with QuickBooks yeah. and you can do it yourself. And so we try to, we don't try to change behavior, yeah. but if you are the type of company that wants to set a lot of limits on your card and give lots of people cards, we definitely support that. Yeah. And there's a ton of use cases, not just department spending, but the one I have always been sensitive to as a manager is when you have younger people or people with less money that need to travel and if you're asking them to reimburse everything on their personal card, it's like a little bit awkward and people sometimes don't want to say, well, like, hey, I don't really want to. a $500 limit. Yeah, like I don't really want to go to New York City and then put it on my flight and my hotel and my Uber and all this on my card and then float the cash, right? Yeah. 
So. And so you guys can, it's all just for, and so I, you can just give someone a card yeah. with a, with a limit just for that trip and then say, you know, sure, go to New York and we put $2,000 on or $1,000, yeah. whatever it is. And you also make a great point earlier in the, was you actually produce physical cards. So it has the same kind of use case as a, as a normal Amex or whatever. Like yeah. you can get a physical card if you're going to New York and you're not going to have to memorize some number or something right. like that, right? And we're, we're on the Visa network. I think it's one of the reasons why we, we've been had a lot of adoption is that we're doing something new, but it's not so new that people don't know what it is. Yeah. And I think in America, you'll understand this as a consumer, people are very accustomed to having a credit card that's different than their bank. Yeah. Like I remember when I was in high school, I worked at Starbucks and people, I was kind of a weird kid. So I would always focus on what credit cards people had. And I'd be like, there'd be, I'm from Massachusetts. People would be using banks where we didn't, like Citi, for example, didn't exist. They'd have Citi cards, but we had no Citi branches. So that's, people are used to having a credit card that's different from their different from their their bank yeah. and people when they see visa they know it's going to be accepted yeah. everywhere so taking a leap of brex is not this huge leap of for example because you guys are pretty big quickbooks yeah yeah, yeah, yeah trying to tell people to use a different erp yeah that's quite different oh right? yeah yeah no you guys did it you did it really well like you made it you let the products advantages really shine and didn't ask for people to change too much behavior exactly so, that's that's right um it's so you guys built something amazing it's awesome I forgot. I didn't even get the chance to say that I proudly invested in SoFi. Oh, you did? In like one of the preferred rounds. But oh, good. Christina Kramlik. Oh, I, yeah. I should have invested in like the $80 million round. The valuation like $80 million round. Christina Kramlik is a friend of mine. She's okay. awesome. I met her through SoFi. Oh, got it. And uh, was too chicken to invest at that. So I did I did the, I think I paid up like 6X or something or 8X oh, really? valuation. Okay. But like I've watched the SoFi story. It's, it's, you guys, it was an amazing, it's, it's still, it's an amazing company. Yeah. It was it's, definitely a special yeah. experience. I remember her saying like uh, the loan volume growth was like breathtaking. Like she just couldn't, couldn't believe it. Yeah. It, I, it was a really, I'm very grateful for my experience yeah. in SoFi for yeah. sure. It and it's cool one. that you got something like you were running something because you're a pretty young guy to be running like all finance at SoFi. Like that's great. Yeah, that you it got was that a experience. battlefield promotion. Yeah, and it was an accounting. <laughs> honestly, it was like a true. We were. I was kind of in and around helping out with the audit, and we needed to get this audit done. Yeah. And I basically just said, "Oh, I'll, yeah." I just sort of raised my it. hand. I said, yeah. "I'll do it. I'll, I'll clean this right yeah. up." And I uh, yeah. So I got. I sort of became VP of Finance during the audit. And then it was then all, I mean it, from there I just kind of kept raising my hand I guess. That's that's the way to do it. That's the the we use the term battlefield promotion sometimes. Here it's too. a funny yeah, one, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's good. It means you're doing. It means things are hard but going the right direction. Yes. Um. So a couple other we sometimes before we turn the mics on we brainstorm for ideas. So you talked about this a little bit. CFO running marketing. Yeah. And and I said to you, well, guess what? Our head of FPNA runs marketing at Cruise. Which so we yeah. can speak the same language here. So how did you guys how did that fall under your your guidance and, and what's it like and do people think you're crazy? So they yes, they do think I'm crazy. <laughs> not I think just knowing me, not necessarily because yeah. I'm doing both of those jobs. It happened because we actually had someone who was gonna come run marketing who was moving from New York and then decided that they were not gonna actually move Ugh, and we were about that sucks yeah and we were very close to launching so which is really a marketing activity probably so, the marketing activity right yeah. so we have this this word for battlefield promotion i guess at breakfast called be a fixer uh-huh. it's this idea that you just kind of do what you need to do 
So I said, all right, well, I mean, I kind of had something to do with this at SoFi, so I'll do it. And so that's where, and then so since then, I've just been doing it. The thing that I've heard is that you kind of want to, if you're good at marketing, you want to balance between just like ROI driven stuff and then just like crazy brand. And yeah. obviously my orientation being CFO is going to be more ROI. towards ROI. Yeah. And so we do try, you've probably seen, we've certainly spent money on outdoor, um, which doesn't necessarily have a highly trackable, although yeah. we're tracking Well, I think it. you guys cleared the funding hurdle where you have enough money. Now. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm speculating because I've seen the, the announcements, but like, you now have enough money to do brand awareness campaigns, like the outdoor advertising. But right. Like, I think that probably worked. Like a it lot of people did. in San Francisco knew who you guys were all of a sudden. Yeah, totally. It actually was shockingly, it worked because, we know it worked because we asked people how they find us, which they don't have to answer, but yeah. they do. So we know how many people sign up from billboards. And we also do some mobile phone based tracking to know were you in the presence of our oh. billboard and then come, yeah. We have some kind of sophisticated data. Our marketing team is really a data team yeah. almost. So we could use some people who actually have marketing experience. As, our, <laughs> as our, my boss and CEO likes to remind me, he said, no one in your team's actually ever done marketing. <laughs> so there's that, but yeah. You don't, you don't know, well, you don't know the rules that you can't break. Um, Correct. But so, so how did you, like that was a big buy, like spending all that money on the billboards. Like, did oh, yeah. you have a moment where you're like, well, we is this at, the right thing? Yeah, or? we did it at SoFi. So I don't know if you've ever seen, SoFi has got a lot of billboards when we used to buy SFU. You, you did have a great billboard yeah. on 101. Yeah, um, so I've I've seen it work. And honestly, we I, yeah. we had always worked at SoFi. And, what, um, and also our head of sales, um, he actually had done a lot of outdoor buying too and really was a believer. So I think there was a lot of belief in our team that it would work yeah. and then we saw it work. So that was Did good. you tiptoe into it with a couple? And we then, didn't. No, we just, went all out. <laughs> no, we did it big. I mean, we, we really... You have a very sheepish smile right yeah, now. Yeah, we bought... I would say we did not tip... I mean, if you've... What part of the city... You told you, me the number last yeah, time you were here. Like two, I think you we bought spent, 17 billboards, something like that, right? Yeah, it was crazy. And then we bought all these bus shelters. Oh. So... Oh, that's what I was thinking of those as billboards. Those are different. Oh, no, no, no. Those Holy are different. Shit. Yeah, so billboards are the big, we bought 17 yeah, yeah, yeah. big okay. ones. I thought that was like part of the We probably bought every bus shelter between, it, certainly in certain quadrants of the city, we bought. There's 10. a couple of bus shelters I walk by every yeah. day that we, you, you guys We just get. bought, we just did something really funny down in, um, you'll probably come out shortly down in uh, the peninsula where we took over the bus shelters in, like near Stanford campus. Yeah. And they're so, like, we did a takeover, so it's not just like the billboard, but it's like the build out is Brex, and it's almost like you're at a car dealership for Brex. Like you wouldn't even know you're in San Mateo <laughs> County Transport. It's gonna be pretty, I don't know, I think it's it's funny. That kind of stuff works though. I remember, it does work, I remember yeah. being in New York and JustWorks had built, bought oh, yeah. out like a subway station, and it totally. Yeah, worked, the like, subway stuff, the subway yeah. stuff is cool, yeah. for sure. So you just you just like we're doing it. We went all in. Yeah, we we do it all. You're I think right. to do outdoor well, you have to go big. I believe it. Yeah, because I mean, it's also like you guys are a consumer application, so it probably works really well. Yeah, right? so we got to. I call us. This is kind of stupid, but and I stole this word from someone, but I don't remember who. Ensumer, which is we're an enterprise product with a consumer-like decision process. So we kind of have, right, not anyone can sign up for us, but if you are the person who can sign up, it's like a consumer decision, yeah, very yeah, easy yeah, and, yeah. and simple. It's kind of the same trend that's happened in all software. Like yes, that's it's right. consumerization of software, yeah. Well, that was, that was pretty awesome, and that, it worked. I mean, people, we saw in our client base when you guys started spending money on that stuff, like it started shooting It up. really so did, good. You probably get a network effect there too, where people start talking right, about Right, so it. referrals about 35, 40% of our funnel. 
So naturally that scales yeah. if, if people continue to refer. Yeah. And we saw that, I, there's something we also saw at SoFi, which is like if you graduate from school and you have student loans, you're likely to know other people. Yeah. And just here, if you're the, sort of the decision maker on a startup, you probably were in an accelerator or you hang out or you talk to or you go to events with other people yeah. that are like you. Yeah. And so it's a, referrals really effective. I just got asked that question today and it's like, I'd say 90% of our uh, new clients are all word of mouth, like refers, you know, cause like oh, yeah. founders tend to hang out together or they hang out together virtually. Right. So they'll ask each other like, hey, who do you use? Right, you know? our, our founders, for example, met on Twitter arguing over which text editor to use so that would they're be, doing what they were arguing over which text editor oh. to use over twitter and that's how they met in brazil so yes evidently <laughs> they people were meant do, for each other evidently people do hang out virtually that's that's yeah yeah that's awesome where are you guys going like what's the future i think know? for you us you got the new rewards thing which, right we have, and you might be breaking some news here yeah yeah i probably the podcast someone's gonna, like gonna in smack 10 days, me okay so yeah, you're, yeah, so. so yeah but it would be me smacking me because i'm yes yeah, yeah, that's marketing. true you can do whatever you want so, you can break yeah, all the rules i won't hit myself <laughs> um but i think that yeah so the rewards is our next big yeah. thing and that as you mentioned that's smart too that's yeah. like the single biggest piece of it's like the one right. thing that where i think we didn't quite have it perfect and I think we're for our core customer, yeah. and I think that that'll change uh, after you know the 30th of October, and then in the future, I think what we need to do is that it's funny the actual core problem that I was talking about that we had at SoFi of this sort of card management for bigger companies and the things a CFO would really want. We've actually focused today really on early stage companies and what they need, so personal guarantee. You know, getting it online instantly, instantly issuing cards to new employees, all the things that, you know, those companies care. But as you get bigger and your organization relies more on approval flows and review processes yeah. for cards, that's actually the stuff that we're building. Cool. And so you'll see us launch that kind of into 2019. Um, and I think that's going to be where we could actually focus on the reason I came to Brax originally. Yeah, and you're probably those companies spend. There's probably some uh, power curve where the oh, big yeah. ones spend so much money. They that, do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when you're doing, you could easily spend a million dollars. A big, bigger company could easily spend a million dollars a month just on Google and Facebook ads. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each on Google. No, and totally. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. In, in Apple ads. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, what's one thing you learned from SoFi, real quick? Like one tidbit. I think because that's like a for people who don't know that's like a five the valuation is probably like five billion dollars something crazy like yeah it was that's a, a bona fide financial institution that's yeah. kind of made it probably do an IPO at some point right and I started when it was when it was um, small there I think the biggest thing that I learned from SoFi was that you need it was more personal and kind of career oriented which is it's really important to have somebody senior to you looking out for you if you don't have that. I think it's so yeah. hard. Yeah. And when I remember my dad kind of in my job before that asking me like, well, who's your mentor? And I, you know, in today's world, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know. And when he said that, he's like, well, then I, that sounds like a problem. That's, that's a no. Yeah. yeah. And at SoFi, I had two people at the very top yeah. always looking out for me to see on the CFO. Yeah. And I, it, was, it made all the difference. That's a really good advice. We actually found that out because uh, Vanessa and I are like, Vanessa is 33 years old. She's running a company oh, wow. that she's been running for seven years. She started this when she, what, what's the math, 26 years old, you yeah. know? And then I had never run anything. I'd always been an investor. So I, that part, the reason why I was attracted to the cruise is I got to run something and build something. Yeah, super. But no, neither of us know really, we're all learning as we go. 
And we actually I think had, everybody's learning as they yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. As you find out, yeah. as you meet yeah, more people. Or, yeah, everyone's sort of But we, we had a, um, especially your advice is really good, especially for younger people, because we had a, this was a heartbreaking, we had a staff accountant who, um, he, he lo- really liked one of the kind of uh, senior people in one of the remote offices. So he wanted that person to be his mentor. And we're like, well, you're not going to see that person on a daily basis. You might want to have someone who's on a right. daily basis. He's like, no, 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 no. And so we went with it. But that ended up being a huge mistake because he didn't have the day-to-day mentorship. Right. And six months later, he was like, yeah, I, didn't, I haven't learned that much. And my mentor doesn't always talk to me. And, right. Like, and we're like, ah, and you can't do it. And I told you so, because right. you're the boss. You're the right. one who made the decision. Right. But that was like a learning point for us. So like now all mentorship rolls through whatever office you're in. Right. And we have an actual formal mentorship program. When people start, they get a couple buddies. That's good. Yeah. And they report up in a pod. So like this is all, but we, yeah, we learned it, that lesson the hard way. It gets lost in startups, right? Because everybody has so many things That's to exactly focus it. on. So I am, because as you pointed out, I was young, young to be promoted yeah. to the top. I make it, it's like 80% of the reason why I come to work is making sure that that happens. Yeah, and it's, it's also, I think the, other, the flip side of that is when you're the CFO or VP of marketing or COO, it's actually one of my favorite parts of the job is mentoring and watching people grow. Like I get so much satisfaction out it's of it. It's the best. Yeah, and like seeing people progress in their career, it's, it's amazing. So it that's is. a good. Especially if, they, if they're working hard, of course. Uh, yes. If they deserve it. Yeah, I mean, the, the nature of a startup is if yes. if it's not if that's not happening, it's probably not going to last for whatever yeah, reason. For sure. So, um, okay, Michael, awesome, awesome job. Thank Can you. you tell everyone where to find Brex? Sure. So I think with Brex, just a reminder, we're a corporate card for startups. Uh, we're at Brex.com, and the big advantages of Brex is that you know we offer a online card in five minutes or less with ten to twenty times higher limits than standard cards. The best rewards for startups. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of information more on Rex.com. No personal guarantee and exactly. makes your accountant happy because it integrates. It into does make your really accountant nice. happy and given where we are today, it's super that, important. That's very important. Absolutely. Number one on your list. Yes. Awesome. All Thank right, you, man. Scott. Thank you for coming by. Appreciate cool. it.